In several worlds, throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who've embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors, armed only with a bag of dice. An unlikely group of nerdy adventurers with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts. Listen in as they tell their tales and come together to save the day. They are the Terrible Warriors. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Hey everyone, welcome out to Terrible Warriors. Today, we've got a great cast of people here. I'm Steve Saylor, and I'm joined with uh, part of our regular crew is the sort of people, people you love, people you Hopefully. love to hate. Hopefully you love us. They love to hate us. <laughs> I don't know. Broadcasting type on the streets in a rundown tenement. Yeah. So uh, to my left we have Ori Falconer. Hi, Ori. What's going on? Uh, it's like it's much. been forever. I know. I was at the last campaign. So yes. It wasn't. No, exactly. So and then uh, to your left we have Cassie Chu. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a little while. It's been a while. Uh, it's been such a long time. Uh, and then, to her left, we have... I'm disgusted in all of you. Justin Acock. <laughs> Hi, Justin. It has been a while for me, too. I, don't, I wasn't in the last game, was I? You were in DC Adventures. Was that the last no, game? No, you were in the last game. I don't know. You were in Wild Towns. Yeah. That was oh, that was the last one. Oh, no. but I wasn't in the Mustache Gang. I don't know when these things air. We just kind of record games and put them online. And then it's I true. go into a haze where I farm chickens and don't know what day it is. It's true. You think that that's a joke by him saying farming chickens, but no, that is actually true. Does that? You do have a, you do have a small. Uh, I'm chickens. really hoping to have a surplus for the next game that we record, so I can just show up with like a quiche. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a basket of eggs, which no. could be fun. No, <laughs> too. A quiche does sound delicious. Yeah, I brought I extra flavor. Quiche, no, quiche, no, it sounds better. Chicken. Oh God, I came out the table. Son of a bitch. And then. Uh, GMing our game, returning once again, we have Julian Spillane. Hi, hi. Aww. So, why don't you tell us what game we're in for today? We got something special for you guys, and it sounds a little something like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're doing Mega Man X. It, I, I think that's going to be a pattern with, you, with your with your games. You're always doing something. Dark within a video game. Julian's now gonna take one of your favorite childhood games. As usual. And stab it with a fucking In the defense of this one. Point of order. Yeah, in defense of this one, Mega Man X already is pretty dark. Yeah, you can't really. I can't, like, like. Steve was like, so you're gonna make this one dark like Pokemon? I'm like, well. I mean, I can't really make it much darker. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that I'm probably gonna expect is that there's gonna be. I mean, already I can think of the hashtag ruin my childhood. So that's. It's probably gonna happen. Hey, plus side, I can't betray anyone. I mean, that's true. My exposure to Mega Man X is, is the first Mega Man X game, and uh, that's it. I don't know anything and about the lore. Probably the only lore I know is the lore from the Proto Men, and that's yeah. not right that's at all. Nothing. I didn't know that until yesterday that there was a cartoon on Mega Man X. So. Well, the, okay. Well, I, I as part of the yeah, as part of the like. Getting everybody up to speed, I posted in our, our thread the Day of Sigma 
That was OVA. Ori is the is like the Oracle of X. Well, I just think Julian would be the Oracle because he's like, a GM. But, I, but yeah, it was really helpful because I didn't want it to distill that plot summary. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, it's basically like all the interesting things that happen up to four and then a bunch of dumb stuff happens and then Axel. Yeah. So so a little bit a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. Um, so this is Mega Man X. Uh, this setting takes place uh, just after the events of X4. Um, which, for those of you who are aware of the Mega Man timeline, is right after the Great Rapid Force War. Um, and uh, so, don't expect any of your favorite X8 characters to appear in this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, because no one has favorite X8 characters. <laughs> they I were say, because uh, those are words that I know. Yeah. Um, we're using Open D6. Our, I, mean, I know we, we keep coming back to that cow, but it's great for, for licensed properties that we don't want to have to make a system up for, and it's really yeah. versatile. Um, I'm doing a little bit of a modification. You, traditionally, we've used the wound system um, in OpenD6. Which is generally you get wounded, wounded times two, critically wounded, and then up to death. Yes. So there's like five or six different... There's, there's seven stages. Seven stages, uh, yeah. Wound. But, um, or six, rather, because, yeah, death is one of them. Um, and this case, we're using body points. Um, body points are just HP. Yep. Um, and the way it works is, and, oh, this is a primer on OpenD6. Uh, I ask you to roll your skill. You roll me the number of dice that are listed under that skill, um, if there's a plus, that's just what gets added to it. Um, if we're for combat, it's opposing roles. So um, it's opposing roles depending on what you're doing. So it's a little different. We've kind of screwed up combat in Open D6 in the past, and I'm going to yeah. rectify that right now um, because this is their combat, and this is going to be very important <coughs> because there's, it's, it's Mega Man. So let's make sure we get it right. Whenever you roll to attack, you roll the. Uh, Dice associated with the uh, skill, so melee combat, firearms, whatever you deem or I deem appropriate for that particular action to hit. Mm -hmm. If the opponent hasn't, and this opponent couldn't be you guys, if they haven't at some point declared their intention to have a defensive action at some point, they just get their passive defense. So passive Uh. defense is is 10 plus however many ranks of agility you have above 2, and my discretion. If at any point you say, on my turn, I have a feeling I'm going to be attacked at some point, so I'm going to ready a defensive gesture in addition to what I'm doing. So you can say, like, I have a feeling I'm going to get hit, so I'm going to prepare a dodge. What that means is if you do get hit any time in the rest of the round, you now have extra things you can roll against it. If you don't don't do that, it's entirely situational up to my discretion. You can also choose to sacrifice all actions for full defense, which gives you super bonuses, but you're sacrificing that. So that's the only thing we've ever done wrong with combat. Uh, okay. uh, and then damage, you roll the damage, that the number of dice that are listed on your weapon or ability, right. and you get damage reduction equal to the number of dice that your armor has on you. So you d- roll, roll DR for that. So we'll explain it as we go, and uh, let's get right started. All right. So, into the year. Steve. I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, that's just oh. a screensaver. Yeah, it's a screensaver. Oh, everything's going to be okay? We're, yeah, no, we're good. We're also, we're also oh, no. live streaming this, too. We yeah. are. If you ever want to join us live, we generally try to record these every second Saturday of the month, mm-hmm. uh, and that is at terriblewarriors.com slash live. Uh, this time around, uh, we're, yeah, we're streaming inside of our radio, uh, radio station in a boardroom, so that's why the sound sounds s- soundy. It sounds it just fine. Or something. Yeah. Okay. So, really. your sound card works perfectly. Yes. <laughs> so after the the end, the event of the Great Rapid Force War, um, wherein the 
Repliforce army built to uh, help protect the humans from Mavericks because the rate at which Mavericks were increasing and appearing due to the Sigma virus just outpaced the ability of Maverick Hunters to deal with it. Um, the Repliforce was created as just a series of Reploids who would enlist and help defend humanity. Um, they rebelled, and uh, they decided that they wanted to create their own nation uh, peacefully and so they could live by themselves with their free will. It's the problem with building robots with free will. It's really unfortunate. Um, Lo and behold, Sigma is behind the whole thing, pulling the strings, manipulating things, and trying to cause chaos and discord. Surprise, so surprise. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what he does. Yeah. That's um, thing. However, uh, the great heroes, X and Zero, of the Maverick Hunters, made it up to the space colony and destroyed Sigma once and for all uh, and averted the entire crisis. General, the leader of the Rebel Force Army, sacrificed himself in a horribly um, you know, noble gesture to prevent the entire Earth from getting destroyed by a space station crashing straight into it. So, um, and a giant laser then taking it all out. Uh, unfortunately, there was a lot of collateral damage from the Rebel Force War. Um, there, there were battles and skirmishes going on. Uh, cities were, were partially destroyed. Uh, and now we're just kind of picking up the pieces. Uh, this group of wayward Maverick Hunters... Um, are all assembled at the Maverick Hunter HQ. Uh, there's a truce has been laid between the Repliforce Force Army and the Maverick Hunters and the humans, um, and everyone is now working to rebuild. As such, there have been uh, loner programs, so basically there are Repliforce Force soldiers who have representat- representation in the Maverick Hunter HQ, and yeah. vice versa. Exchange. It's an exchange program for cross-training and for kind of uh, um, acts of goodwill. Um, and you're all working together to kind of pick up the Also, pieces. now we have hostages. Yes, Exactly. So we open our scene in a regular day uh, at Maverick Hunter HQ. Um, Cygnus, the uh, newly appointed leader in the wake of the Repliforce, um, the wake of the Repliforce scandal, really, is what it was at this point, um, politically speaking. The leader of the Maverick Hunters has resigned and has been uh, replaced by this stalwart, uh, effervescent, and very, very enigmatic leader, Cygnus. Um, he's uh, just a no-bullshit, really rally the troops kind of guy, and, uh, you know, he's been milling about, just making sure everything's okay, coordinating task forces, and you guys find yourselves gathered about the Maverick Hunter HQ. Is this, like, an office situation, or are you kind of, like, a, is like in a lounge type deal? It's, it's a military base. Yeah, That's military so base. it's like a war room kind of thing. Yeah, it's right. a war room with, with, with uh, it's got, basically, uh, it's built like a bunker. Okay. So there's a center war room where tactical command makes decisions. Um, there's uh, places to sleep and rest and recover energy. Um, there's a mess, you know, basically for um, sitting down and socializing. Right. Uh, and there's bunks for the human um, scientists and soldiers who are outposted here as well. Okay. Uh, I'm laying down on my bunk listening to electronic folk music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I may be big, exist. but I'm also sensitive. Yeah. What counts as folk anymore? <laughs> <laughs> robot folk. Robot it's, folk. It's all, yeah. it, that's, what, that's what dubstep is called now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that. like it's like yeah, it's like weird folky anti-war music for the last <laughs> ten years. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, Perhaps for the sake of our audience, you should describe your various reploids. Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm called Polar Ursus. I'm a giant polar bear. Yay! I'm seven feet tall, ten inches, three hundred and what pounds? 350 pounds, so I'm a very big, I'm a big dude, but I'm as dumb as a post. 
And do you walk That's on your hind amazing. legs, or do you just lumber around on all fours? No, no, I'm a, I walk upright. I, I have enough intelligence to be able to know to walk upright. That's well, it's not an intelligence. It might just be the way you're built, right? Oh, yeah. uh, wow. Well, yeah, no. Oh, okay, cool. So I you're, imagine you're, when you're you run, though, you run on all fours. I, uh, when I want to sprint, I, want yeah. to, I run on all fours, yes. Yeah, I imagine. Um, but yeah, just imagine me like in this giant bed that my legs kind of hang over the edge of, uh, edge of, and I just have these little tiny headphone earbuds. All I'm seeing is like <laughs> Coca-Cola ads like, that they do during Christmas. There's like a Coca-Cola bear. Yeah, but with like giant metal armor, uh, kind of a, like okay. pieces of armor kind of attached to me too. And I'm all, and you know what? Fuck it. I'm also drinking a Coke. Yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking... Polar bear from the Coke ad meets ball ad. Some matter <laughs> of like e tank, like dispensary that like is in the shape of a Coke bottle. Yeah, and They're I also red have leaning. Yeah. E tanks are now red. Yeah, and I also have leaning. Like I, I kind of picture it with the bed. I'm sort of uh, uh, it's against the corner of a wall, and leaning on top of the bed is this giant sort of missile launcher, just kind of leaning there, and uh, I I, uh, I just sort of occasionally just kind of stroke it. Just to make sure that it's there, you know, because he has no object permanence, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, supply polar bear, pretty much. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I am the uh, Repliforce infantry commander known as Vector. Uh, are you are you also an alligator? No, no. <laughs> Crocodile. Not cross pollinating. It's Sonic fan fiction. I draw, the, I draw the line at Mega Man. <laughs> Although I did accidentally draw my character, so he kind of looks like, he kinda looks like a Bumblebee. Sonic fan character. No, <laughs> I only know how to draw one head. Okay. No, no, no. So Jib's Espio. Screw that. Oh yeah, Espio. Espio's I the best be one. I digress. Um, I'm playing Vector. Uh, he is a uh, former Repliforce uh, infantryman uh, and like leader of a squadron uh, from back in the Halcyon days of Repliforce. Um, he is a, a tall, very uh, physically imposing uh, person. He kind of looks like a just a walking arsenal uh, with a uh, V-shaped visor over his eyes and a grenade launcher. In addition to like, he has very many weapon capabilities. Uh, in addition, from like a Buster cannon on his arm as the standard issue, but also has a arm uh, or a shoulder-mounted grenade launcher uh, and pipe bombs. The visual comparison is unfortunately made uh, throughout the ranks between him and the Maverick trader known as Vile. Uh, it's very, it's a very similar look, which is uh, something that he takes uh, uh, great annoyance with. A lot um, of the introductions with you begin with, "Hey, aren't you?" Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like whispering behind hey, people, you and he's no. like, "Hey, you kind of look like that," and then like a giant metal fist connects with their face. Um, so, due to this, it's he's like a very even here for a week, just yeah. punching people. It's like, "Hey, you kind of look like uh, Boba Fett." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you kind of look like that cousin It's Django. <laughs> Django. Um, so he's, he's a, he's a very grumpy kind of dude. He doesn't like, uh, the squabbling that happens. Wait, 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 are, you an, are you an animal? No. No, I'm a, Damn, I'm, a, I'm a traditional, met, uh, almost said Metroid, a Reploid, um, a jellyfish with a, jellyfish. Um, no, I was going you Grumpy Cat, but. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I will, I will Hold shoot anyway. you if you do that. <laughs> especially, especially if you're, uh. A Maverick Hunter uh, by trade. Like, if that's your, who you're originally affiliated with, 
I'm not real comfortable being surrounded by all these Maverick Hunters who uh, I still blame for basically uh, causing the Rebel Force War. We were only defending ourselves and our reputation from being... Uh, wow, well, so this is political. Yeah, yeah. wow. Fuck. Well, excuse me, we were just minding our own business and excuse you accused me. us excuse of me. genocide and calling us mavericks. We're not mavericks, and to prove that, we went to war with you, much like mavericks would. <laughs> <laughs> it makes less sense when I say it out loud, but look, the commander had a plan, and that plan came from apparently a shadowy uh, Grim Reaper-esque Sigma. And this um, is my character, who doesn't really speak much at all, and just lets uh, sect, uh, Vector, Vector. Uh, just... Um, Keep digging his hole as he keeps talking, and I just <laughs> let him get worse and worse, and eventually convince himself. And, uh, and I just kind of sit there uh, slowly sharpening. I'm, I'm the kind of I'm the kind of guy who doesn't like to admit that he's wrong or was ever at fault. <laughs> uh, to come and, with uh, and to be able to, so okay. But I like I have respect for the rank of Cygnus. I I respect his position and his experience in war, um, but. Will I lay down my life to save a, a uh, just a maverick hunter in the in the field? Hell no, hell no. You guys can all die. Like, <laughs> my, I I care about my squad. And Clearly, the Replica Force has picked a great ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> They just tried to get him out of the ranks. <laughs> 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 Sam Vector, man. My cannon is, is the ass. I'm not a loose cannon. It's very tightly screwed onto my joint. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep that shit. Like a tappy Drax. Alright. So tell us about your Reploid, Cassie. Uh, my Reploid is named Beatrice. You can call me Beat. Ooh. Okay. That's right. Like the bird. <laughs> yeah. No, screw, like, screw, screw that bird, though. Is like dumbass. Screw that bird. Yeah. Bird's dumb. Uh, <laughs> bird's dumb. No, I'm I'm the real one. I'm the good one. Screw you, bird. Um, but I'm the, just this sort of I guess what you call a female reploid. Um, sort of uh, like a dark purple armor. Uh, really really long black hair. Uh, and I've got a really big shield and a beam sword. Nice. <laughs> I don't shoot things. I I bash stabby, them. Stabby. I, I stabby stab slashy slash or bash bash <laughs> with the shield. <laughs> is the shield as tall as you? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. It is a huge yeah. shield. Yeah. Yeah. How tall are you? Are you, you, sure? you would almost. Uh, uh, I'm. Keep in mind, X is five three. Yeah. X is a short, short little robot. Mm. Yeah. So um. Okay. Yeah. No. Roughly about that. Five three sounds accurate. Yeah, so I'm not massive. Up, you, you come up to my waist then. Yeah. Much. Okay. All right. <laughs> just just talking over like Oh yeah. Almost yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, I kind of picture Steve wondering if he can ever steal that shield and use it as a snowboard. <laughs> not if I do it now first. Now I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> not just if hop, I do just hop it on my back and we'll, and we'll just we'll just surf down the snow. <laughs> <laughs> just, and all of a sudden, this became like. Uh, the uh, what is it? Surf ninjas. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my reploid is Sectus. Um, I mean, I'll just get to the weapons. The boomerang blade that is stores in my shoulders, so they kind of look like 
know, fins on a Cadillac kind of thing that you just oh, pull out. Like removable and, pauldrons? Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, cool. and that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Charge like them and that. toss them. Nice. And so uh, uh, when I'm holding them, I can, you know, they'll just basically charge up and glow and then throw big electric boomerang blade. And so um, I'm just spending time there in the mess just sharpening my boomerang blade, <laughs> waiting for the next order to come out. I'm a bit of a workaholic in that I don't spend much time in HQ and spend more time just taking as many, even menial jobs, just anything that comes out just to get me out of this building and uh, get me to work. Yeah, so the you guys were all recently promoted into the, uh, the kind of upper echelons, the A rank of Maverick Hunters. Um, this is for a couple reasons. Uh, one is that since the events of the Repli Force War, um, you've seen, uh, or at least you've, you've heard about X being around. Um, you haven't really seen him a lot, and, uh, and, and he hasn't really been out in the field. Um, you don't really know why, uh, but there's just there's some tension going on, especially between him and Cygnus. Um, the past few days, you haven't really heard or seen anything about Zero. Um, he's, you know... These two reploids are held upon a pedestal above all others, and they're the people, like, the heroes of legend that everyone speaks of. And you guys have had the, the you know, the luck to have at least worked with them in some capacity throughout your careers, but never at this level. Um, but it's, so it's striking that you haven't seen or heard from Zero in a while. Um, but no one seems terribly worried, except for one reploid in the base. Um, she's a blonde-haired uh, female reploid in kind of pink armor. Um, and, and she's been f- just flitting about, looking a little stressed. Everyone else seems like they're doing just okay, but, but she doesn't. You know her as Alia, um, and she know her as more of just a comms coordination person. She, um, she has a background in scientific engineering and research, uh, but she doesn't really do much of that anymore. It's more about just kind of coordinating and helping dispatch, uh, Maverick Hunters to the scene. Uh, you've worked with her tangentially in coordinating kind of strike squads, but now you're... Uh, at the rank that you'll be dealing with her directly. Um, so these are kind of odd things, but nothing terribly out of the ordinary. You, you know, Zero and X have been known to disappear on missions and go away, and things that you don't even know about are never told about, and they'll re- reappear again, and you'll never hear about it. Gotcha. So everything's kind of calm, um, and you're all going about your various businesses, and then the entire base cla- lights up in a klaxon. Large alarms... Bright flashing red lights, and people begin to panic and scream. And you are all paged to summon to the war room. I very carefully take out my earbuds, and then I kind of wrap up the cord. Over, under. Yeah, over, under, over, under. And then I put it into like a little pouch that I have attached to my uh, belt. And then I, gra- I basically just grab my weapon and just start... Like, just start how have we not there listening to like death metal while shooting missiles? Out of <laughs> how have we, we not gotten past wires at this point? I thought these were like speaker, like earphones. He had them custom designed. I had them custom designed. Yeah, because he loved the iPods of old. You're like an audiophile. Yeah, like I had to have the old shit. Exactly. It's a better. It's more quality. So that's why I'm so super careful with it. Just make sure that you know none of this pre-quantum. It was it w- yeah. with my first paycheck of being a Maverick Hunter. That was that was the first thing you, I bought. You only listen to Flax, basically. Oh God! Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, or Wave Files, one of the one of the two. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and then, yeah, then I basically... What a snobby bear. I know. Yeah, seriously. Snobby the bear. Just when it comes to audio. Only (laughs) you can prevent lossless audio. (laughs) Uh, And then I basically bound towards the, the, wherever we need to be summoned to. With my weapon, basically, or my missile launch kind of uh, on my shoulder. I kind of just, like, scoff to myself and and walk towards the, uh, well, okay, run towards the, uh, the command room. My heavy metal feet going the whole friggin' time. Oh, you're you making know. that sound effect with your voice. I have tactical padding on my feet to make it quieter when I'm in like stealth situations, but I get jealous and I make that sound. It's like, like, like a robot Tourette. You're yeah. always making the sound effect of your movements. It's a faulty wiring somewhere. Yeah. Alright, yep. so you're all, you're all gathering together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, in, in the war room is a giant, giant um, kind of hollow monitor um, displaying what appears to be uh, the, the White House um, with smoke billowing out the side of it and basically uh, the, the appearance of major wreckage and major damage. Um, Cygnus is standing in front of it, his back to you with his hands on the council, just listening to the news report that's coming out. Um, the report is coming in that appears to be a random act of terror um, that the, the U- United States uh, government has been attacked upon um, in a just a complete wanton act of destruction. Um, the, the report goes to talk about a Dr. Umbra who was there to talk about um, advances in kind of metaphysical reploid um, and like updated armor and kind of this bio armor types that he'd been researching um, and that it's possibly that was related to the incident, but so far uh, no, no one has taken any credit for the, the attack. Uh, Cygnus is looking quite worried, um, and everyone is kind of flitting about, not really sure what to do. I stand there, just kind of waiting for someone to order me to do something. As you guys are kind of standing and Cygnus is pondering, the uh, news feed is hijacked. Um, in front of the, like, what you see uh, is a couple of uh, shadowy figures um, you can't really make out their, their appearance or silhouette, and they're speaking with, with obfuscated voices. Um, we are Shadow Force. This is but a mere distraction. We are poised to unify North America under our regime and our government. We don't really care about the United Global Forces or the, you know space stations up in the sky and the space colonies. We want North America for our own. So if you'd like to prevent further damage and further destruction, let us have it. Right now, we are staging four concerted attacks as we speak on New York City, Mexico, Los Angeles, Toronto, faster than anyone can reach them. We've already breached into their municipal governments and made them our own. And before you even begin to think about sending in your precious maverick hunters, take a moment to consider this. And the camera turns around, and in a giant stasis pod, completely deactivated is Zero. Um, and he's kind of been piecemealed up a little bit. There's like bits of his armor taken off, uh, and various other things. And the camera pans back to them, kind of looking smug for silhouettes, as smug as they can. So please, for all our sakes, let us be, and let us have our government 
and you enjoy space and the rest of the planet, it's all yours. Make one move against us, and we will destroy him and the rest of humanity. And the screen goes off. Back to the wreckage of the White House and people panicking. Gee, thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Obama, Tron. <laughs> so I, I say to Cygnus, when's the rescue mission starting, sir? Immediately. I've already uh, sent out a dispatch to X. He'll be taking one of the locations, and he'll be taking a squad with him. But, but there's just too much. Four at once, we can't take them all. How was Zero captured? We don't What know. was he doing? We don't know. What was he doing before? Alia lost contact with him five days ago. And uh, we didn't think it prudent to inform the rest of you. Because he does that sometimes. And uh, didn't want to cause a panic. He was out doing some routine patrolling, making sure that wreckage sites were okay and, you know, rescue operations were for helping trapped civilians were being, you know, executed as efficiently as possible. And then we just lost contact. I stepped forward uh, to, like, kind of shove myself in front of the... the uh, lowly maverick hunter in front of me. I put a giant <laughs> paw on his shoulder to just hold him in place. <laughs> I, I you can't move me. I'm just frustrated to hold that off, but I, I basically bark at, at Cygnus. It's like, it's like the, an attack on four four places is clearly a, a distraction for whatever their, their aim is. They're trying to get us to... They're trying to get you to spread your forces thin. Where was that... Do we have any idea where that transmission was coming from? Where it origin- originated from? Um, some comms guy over to the side goes, I'm trying to trace it, but they're good. Was I talking to you? No, sir. That's what I thought. Um, Shut up. One, <laughs> cool out for sir. One thing, um, even though the voices were obfuscated um, and kind of scrambled to all hell, the cadence of the way one of them spoke really reminded you of something there, Vector. Um, you can't quite put your finger on what or who or why, but it, it sounded familiar. The the voice on the transmission? The way it spoke. Not necessarily, you couldn't make out the accent, the voice, the tone, um, but the, the, the pacing in which he spoke reminded you of something. Did we see any visuals of the, of the person? Just flickerish silhouettes, just like backlit, dark things. Mm. Yeah, you couldn't make out anything. Okay. Um, so reports are now coming in uh, as to the extent of the damage that's, that's occurring. Um, so the the kind of war room starts, more hollow monitors are coming up, one still focused on the, the White House wreckage and the evacuation going therein. Um, but there's a, uh, basically, uh, f- a set of what appear to be Mavericks, ones you've never seen before, um, laying claim to various uh, key strongholds within these cities. Uh, in Toronto, um, the nuclear power generator um, just outside the city is being... Uh, has been consumed and taken over by a reploid calling himself Thunderwolf. Thanks, Harper. Yeah. Don't really <laughs> how much information is known on any of these. Uh, in Los Angeles, uh, the water desalination plant has been taken over um, and is now under the control of a lava lamprey. Mm. And uh, New York's entire central waste management oh, facility is run by Hydro Turtle. <laughs> yep. That was in New York? That was in New York. What was the last city? Oh, it was just a blast noise. That's what I was thinking, too. 
Mexico City's entire chemical like chemical weapons refineries for their military has been taken over by Steel Panda. Again, these are reptiloids you've never heard of. Um, traditionally, the mavericks you fought have been generally maverick hunters you've worked with or members of Repliforce who've been infected by the Sigma virus. Um, but these look like they were specially constructed, or at least you've never heard of them before. They've been upgraded in some way, shape, or form. Um, they're not in any of the military databases. Uh, Cygnus does not recognize any of them from any of his experiences with commanding these troops for, for decades. Uh, he's genuinely perplexed. He says, look, we can't take all of these at once. I'm not going to split up your group. X can only take one at a time, and in fact, I need him at the White House right now to investigate what's happened and make sure that the the president and his team are secure. Without zero, we're down quite a bit. Um, our, B, our B teams are ready to be dispatched, but we need you guys to tackle something. So make a decision. Um, Stage select screen. So there's the stage select screen drawn on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I'm trying to see if our chat room actually yes, has, has any suggestions of where to go. Yeah. Did you write lava lampy over here? Lamprey. Lamp <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to do that. Interesting. I don't see you drawing the stage select screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's English. It's like yeah. a Japanese game that was brought over to a rush job mm-hmm. to an American audience. Sure was. I find it interesting that they're so focused on North America specifically. Yeah, what's like, the deal with that? Like, guys, let's honor the Pan Am Games and save Toronto. Yeah, let's save Toronto. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go. Especially if that's a nuclear <laughs> power plant that they're yeah, taking over. Yeah, maybe we should that, let Thunderwolf <laughs> have a nuclear power generator. That yeah. sounds, uh, what were the sounds other, like more than just uh, Toronto. So I, I, had, I had the nuclear plant in Toronto, and L.A., Lava Lamprey was doing a what? A water treatment. Water treatment? Yeah, water desalination plant okay. in, uh, in Los Angeles. And in New York City, Hydro Turtle had taken over the... the waste management facility. Waste so management? The central waste management for all of New York. Cool. Steel, Steel Panda chemical weapons chemical. Well, chemical weapons factory kind of is a little bit more worrisome than a yeah. nuclear power plant. Which one of them would be weak against what? <laughs> Damn! Because, like, Hydro Turtle would totally work against Lava Lamprey. <laughs> but then what's the... What's the Okay. What's the rock, paper, scissor on fucking... I think the more... Like, okay. Thunder. Because Thunder would work on water. Do any of us take the powers of other reploids and then oh, kill anyway? Yeah. Do we Does have it matter? Do we have a variable weapon system? None of you, none of you picked a so variable weapon. So forget it, just throws oh, a place, let's go! <laughs> Alright, All right. I vote. I vote. Now I vote. The border. Yeah. Let's go take on Steel Panda. He sounds like the most like us. Let's do it. Alright. Yeah, let's do Steel Panda. Where's Steel Panda? Panda? Toronto, He's in Mexico City at the chemical weapons factory. So, Cygnus goes, alright, sure. Be safe. Please keep in touch. Alia will guide you, and she'll provide you with recon and intel as you need it. Uh, I guarantee you all of these locations will be heavily guarded. Uh, and I guarantee you, you're, you're right, Vector. They're, they are trying to split our forces thin. They are trying to divide us up. But we can't sit idly by while they threaten one-fifth of the world. Um, as much as we don't give in to terror, like, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to, like, bow to any of their demands. So. Um, well, so- shit. 
So he, he waves over to some tech people. They go and run out and start preparing your transports. Um, there'll be just kind of... You'll have little personal teleportation transports that take you there. Unlike X and Zero, you do not have free reign teleportation. Um, that is reserved for the highest ranking of Maverick uh, Hunters because should you go Maverick... Uh, the last thing they want is full access to all their bases at any given time. Being able to teleport seems like very counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. could be a problem. So, um, so yeah, now's your opportunity to gather any resources or gear or uh, like intel from anything from here before you leave. And uh, he says, "Let me know when you're ready, and we'll get you going." Sure. Uh, I uh, I went to do I have like a little basic portable computer type deal. You are a portable computer. I am a portable computer. <laughs> uh, sorry, You're a robot. Yes. I don't know. I'm a polar bear too, so I'm like I don't know. Um, I want. Well, I mean, uh, technically, I think you would be a robot shaped like a polar bear. Yeah. Yes. Uh, You're not yeah. an actual polar we're bear. All, polar bear. We're all we're all robots shaped like. like like in animals. our case, humanoids, oh. but yeah. in you... But you're just, shapeless. Damn it, I'm going to stab a Pidgey again, aren't I? They've never, <laughs> uh, they've never explained the, any animal reploid thing, especially because they're, like, built off of X's designs. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of, like, a huge departure. Yeah. Okay, well, okay. I... Are there actual animals? Yeah, but I see X's designs was more in the artificial intelligence yes. and less on the yes. outer shell. Yeah. Right? Like, anyway. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at studying, uh, I want to be able to download all the files we have on, uh, what's his name? Something Panda? Steel Panda. Steel Panda. We don't have any. Steel Panda. We don't have any. These are all randos. Like, like not um, even any secret intelligence or... What do we know about Dr. Umbra? Because he was doing that speech at the White House when he was attacked about bio-armor, and now we've got, coincidentally, four new reploids with unknown, uh, variables. Last thing I want to do is be going up against the same kind of armor that Umbra was Roll a, about. uh, knowledge check for me. Me? Knowledge... Six and a two. Hold and what's your... Uh, eight. And my, my knowledge was just 2D. Okay, so six and a two. All right. You know, I mean, it's he's a public figure. Um, but he's a public figure that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but that's not uncommon for scientists in this world because there's a ton of them. And a lot of researchers doing things. And sometimes they get breakthroughs and they hit the media. And they become big. Uh, shortly after the Great Rebel Force War, the end of it, uh, about like a month and a half... Um, you started first hearing the name of Dr. Umbra. Um, and just as a, a bio, uh, biometallics researcher. So his goal is to create stronger armor that's lighter weight, uh, made from more organic materials. Um, so it can regenerate. Yeah, and that can, that can regenerate. Um, he's made some great breakthroughs and, and for, for medical purposes, um, and for the, you know, purposes of repairing reploids. And, uh, he didn't happen to build four new reploids recently, did he? We don't know. <laughs> no idea. We don't know. Yeah. That would be a very convenient... Is there maniacal <laughs> laughter coming from the White House at this one moment? No. Uh, that, could be, that would be a very convenient plot point. The one thing you do know is that um, he was on Cygnus's list of important people who might be targets, just based on his research. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of weapon falling into the wrong hands. Even though we were in a kind of time of unprecedented peace, uh, I think that worried Cygnus the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, definitely a player, uh, but not anything immediately that's going to help us. Hopefully we'll get more intel when we're out in the field. Um, I say we get going. Time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, agreed. 
I've got uh, everything attached to me that I need, so... Is, yeah. Is everyone, you like, fully equipped? Do we have, like, all, like, guys, enough energy? In the yeah, room? you guys might want to take some, um, some, like, E-tanks and weapon tanks. Uh, so you guys, just FYI, uh, except for your Buster Cannon, you all have a finite number of energy uh, uses for your weapons, except for Cassie. So I have yeah. I have two yeah. blades and, yeah. and the, the charge blade that that's the same same thing right? and your and so your energy is basically the the set of boxes under it the ammo boxes once that is maxed out you need to collect weapon energy so okay. uh, I would bring you know if I were you some weapon and energy tanks with you to for. How many um, uh, is uh, reasonable? You can only carry one of each. Okay. One of each. <laughs> no, we got one of each. Yeah. All right, I attach it to myself. Yeah. Because yeah. who knows when we're going to be back at HQ? Yeah. Yeah, true. Who knows if HQ will even survive <coughs> the day? That's pessimistic thinking. We haven't even left yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. The last time we had access to the Matrix, we could get everything we wanted. We then jacked in and we're trapped in there for the rest <laughs> of the campaign. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, We've all learned our lesson. <laughs> Just Fair enough. Stock up, overstock, yeah, because yeah. this might um, be our only chance. I definitely want to take, um, let's say, can I just grab like one of each, like one energy tank, one weapon tank? Yep. Cool. How many? Uh, how much can I carry uh, without it affecting uh, my my agility or my mobility? You're, you're big, um, so you can kind of attach things to you, uh, as it were. Um, can I be able to carry numbers? extra? Um, energy and, and all that? You could, uh, but that will, like... They, they're not... They're, they're pretty big and sizable tanks, right? So... So I wouldn't be able to, like, put them in a bag and attach them to my back kind of deal and... and you could, but it would you'd sacrifice some mobility and some okay. freedom and combat. So how many can I take with me without sacrifice? So you can take an extra one of each with your size. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Just in case. Are they... Physical, or are they just like something that's internally like? They're, they're, those are the the uh, the upgrade components. Those ones, these these ones are actually fi- like physical tanks. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. yeah. There's some like the rep Lloyds uh, have shown an inability to receive upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike X, who you know his original specs make him something special, and same thing with Zero. No one really understands why. They're easy to upgrade, but standard Reploids have a hard time integrating with uh, those. Yeah, light, out of light character, ways. because I'm only just learning the X lore yesterday, both Zero and X are from built from the original universe. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, Zero was built by Wily. Uh, it's strongly implied that Zero was built by Wily to the point where they show Dr. Wily and him in the same room. So... Yeah. Uh, Occasionally, a W will appear on his like green. <laughs> yes, uh, and, and yeah, X was built by Doctor Light, but Doctor Light was too freaked out at how powerful he was, and he's like, "Oh my God, humanity's not ready for this," and buried him. And then Doctor Kane excavated him uh, hundreds of odd years later, and was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Just like sort of hazardly created an entire race based off of this mysterious cool. robot. You yeah. Know. Cool. So there's some mysterious thing that recipe that was lost in time that was the adaptive technology. Yeah, started. like it's all it's all imitating their tech, yeah. but like they can't see. Yeah, we're just trying to reverse engineer, and that's why they're reploids. They're replica. Yeah, they're like the Damascus yeah. steel of the robot world. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one knows how to make it, but they will damn well try. <laughs> all right, barely so. carbon nanotubes. That's what they're using, but they accidentally made them in a mountain somewhere. Amazing. Anyway. Oh. So, um, so I don't actually require a weapon tank, but um, I will take one as an extra for somebody else anyway. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so altruistic. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So you guys, yeah, you guys uh, go yeah. into the teleport room. O'Brien, oh, <laughs> 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 and uh, 
in a blink, you guys find yourselves on the outskirts uh, of a of the chemical weapons facility of the Mexican uh, military. The Mexican government has, is cooperating with um, the Unified Defense Force and the Maverick Hunters. Uh, they are aware and ready for your uh, arrival. Um, so you arrive kind of at the outskirts where there's a military encampment set up and uh, and some Reploids, um, members of actual Repliforce. Repliforce had a much bigger uh, footing in North America than they did anywhere else in the world uh, at the time. That was kind of going to be their utopia area. Um, but yeah, they're, they're cooperating and they, they, you're greeted by what looks to be a field sergeant who kind of salutes you in particular, mm-hmm. Vector, and acknowledges the rest of your presence. <laughs> And, uh, and, and says, you know, it's a, we don't know what they're doing in there, but it's been impenetrable for us. They're, they're, their defenses are strong. Uh, the place is teeming, teeming with mechanoloids. And uh, we, we just don't have the strength to take it on. Well, good thing we brought Demolition Bear with us. Demolition <laughs> Bear! Uh, so I actually would, like, I legitimately do that. Flow <laughs> <laughs> through the front door then. And just so you guys, right now, you guys are about five kilometers out. From from the the weapons facility, uh, it would have been unwise to get any closer right away. Yeah, um, they have sentries and they they, they have the before our eyes have even adjusted to the brightness. We've over a crater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's built up like a like you would imagine uh, a weapons and munitions factory would be. Uh, it's basically a series of um, building interconnected buildings with a very large wall. Sides. It's built very much what you think with a bunch of floating platforms, vertical <laughs> <laughs> levels, and horizontal jumps. elevators. Like really, really interesting. And those platforms, platforms. The yeah. platforms have disappeared and reappeared yeah. in a pattern. And you, you know, just like any chemical weapons here. plant, right? Walls you know. that you can't open unless you've been who's, to the Toronto Nuclear Power Plant. It's very inefficient to get around the building. <laughs> but yeah, it's large, large walls on all sides, uh, and a few smokestacks um, that are just Absurd. billowing. They're billowing with with a something that doesn't look particularly healthy or good. I'm certain so, like a very low paid Mexican worker would have a terrible time trying to be able to get around this building. Yes. So where's our? Do they have the whole place sealed off? Like, where's the like? I guess I'm, I'm talking to the, like the commander that's there. Like, what is the what is the like the weakest point in their in their link that we can use as a point of entry so there are three main ways in there's the front door uh which i would hardly uh recommend going at <laughs> I like that um there <laughs> are there's, <laughs> a, Hello. there's a maintenance <laughs> entrance um that is still very heavily guarded and then there's the ventilation systems which um themselves will be guarded but might be slightly easier to at least get in okay question can i fit in the ventilation system Oh no! <laughs> That's what oh, I thought. Oh, oh, dear God, no! You are a giant, massive, very polar. large bear. You cannot fit in a vent. Yeah, reploid of, of your stature uh, would, would not fit. You say I'm fat? They're like they're like oh, holding onto like an alien style like motion tractor, and there's just this like huge ball. <laughs> it's like, dear God, it's five feet away. How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> like, like comically in a cartoon, the size of the somehow warm fitting. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess the second option then. Yeah, I mean, so still unless somewhat guarded, maybe I mean, attached. I'm, really I'm uh, Steve has suggested this, not the polar bear, because I am not like I, I wouldn't be able to come up with a plan uh, unless you want to use me as a distraction. You guys go through the vents, and then I basically bombard either the. 
and so then so we'll send you as a courier to the front door with a care package sure. while we're going through the ventilation shifts. Yeah, yeah. And then um, they are distracted, destroying you, and uh, we could get around behind them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are basically our tank because you're just huge and massive. Can do I'm high damage. Yeah. You go in there, you wreck some shit, while we take the other. The yeah. other, yeah, I've shown up to a war zone with a bunch of boomerangs, so clearly I'm ready for anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Australia, you would be. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, so which would be better, the maintenance entrance or the main entrance? I think you for should, you? Be, you should for your get your missile launcher and just start shooting that main entrance apart. I kind of wanted to try to knock them. Oh, wait, but you were saying <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately <laughs> want to try to. <laughs> No, I was saying if, if he if he gets uh, if he gets sent out on his own to be a distraction while we're sneaking in, well, I'm he's going to take those safety. infantry this guys. This is literally not a problem. He's going to lead those infantry guys who are just kind of camping around the exits, and uh, you're going to you're going to lead them. Yeah, or I could just pretend I'm taking a package of steel bamboo. Sure. <laughs> I mean, what rebar? No, no, because no, pandas like bamboo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm delivering a pizza. <laughs> because that's a thing that you do at a weapons facility. For a robot panda. Like the pizza, pizza delivery is like kinda of very hard to find. Okay, listen, no they announced the their program. they announced their position. They told us they were here. They were clearly expecting us. Yeah. So oh, any okay. element of surprise is gonna come from diverting our heaviest hitter to one area, having them distracted, taking care of him, while the rest of well, us flank, flank them. Around the back. Yeah. yeah, we can, and we yeah, we can just basically beeline through there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're so not the prepared, room, if you're not prepared to die for your cause, then you can just get out of my face. And what I really hope is that we're not picking the really boring I, option. I kind of very sarcastically pat my paw seven. on your head and kind of like just kind of scratch you with my claws. I would really appreciate it if you stopped that. <laughs> my my, my shoulder mounted cannon just instinctively like targets you. <laughs> well, then I kind of then I, I I grab your neck and just kind of do one of these. I will I, do one, one one of these. Do an audio podcast. Yeah, sorry. Like doing, uh, I'm nook, I'm nooking your head. Although there was a, there was an interesting suggestion in the chat room. Uh, can I more? Uh, can I turn into a morph ball? You know, like the fat kid. <laughs> I don't know what game you think this is. Just roll you into the front door. Just curl you up. Have a missile launcher. <laughs> just walk up to the front door and knock him with your little, like, like your missile launcher is a door knocker. Now. You should just like you just bust in there, like. Um, I will, yeah, I will do that. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go just to the hold on. Okay, wait. Came Before in you like s- a wreck, the <laughs> bear. <laughs> Before you do anything, um, I'm going to wander over and give you uh, my extra weapons tank because I will not require it. And Can he you carry might. it though? Because he's already carrying. Like, so I got an extra one. Yeah, he's, 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 he's pretty. He's pretty encumbered. Yeah. I will save this for. Save it for you. For them three, because they're probably going to Yeah, save it after we start using them. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, is the forces that we were with are, like are they with us, or is it just literally me? Just no, yeah, yeah. They're, they're gonna come with you. They're okay. not. They're not happy about it. No, they're just the Mexico City forces. But if, right. if you're gonna order them to, come but you're you're in charge right now of the of of the Rebel Force troops, and they're they're like you're gonna have some uh, uh, morale issues and some uh, and they might run at the slightest uh, bit of danger, but they are yours for now. I promise them all a can of Coke. 
They don't know what that means. <laughs> they, they all look at each other confusedly. They're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so then um, you're going to go to the front door. Yes. And you guys are going to sneak around to the maintenance entrance, right? Yes. No, then they're going to go through the vents. Oh, are you just going yeah. to vents? Or we're, we're doing the vents because yeah. you couldn't oh, yeah. vents. Okay. So, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm stowing my shield onto my back at this point. All right, so... And normally um, I'll have it out, but... We'll do Steve first. Okay. So, Polar Ursus, uh, you guys, you make the, the kind of... You're, you hop in one of their military vehicles to make the uh, the kind of five-kilometer jaunt a little okay. faster. Okay. Um, and you come right up to this the large door. It's, uh, again, a super, super high wall. We're talking, like, at the very least 25 feet tall, um, even more so, just, like, perimeter wall, uh-huh. and a very, very thick kind of steel door. Uh, I want to, because uh, I, because I have, uh, what is it called? The, uh, the polar missile. I want to, uh, basically shoot at the front, uh, the metal door to see if the, it, it can weaken it so we can just kind of bash right through it. Okay. So, uh, you don't need to roll the hit. It's a door. It's a door. Um, yes. you, <laughs> I'm like that door, glass door. The door does. Sometimes it's a wall around. Uh, one ability that you do have just moving forward, you don't need to use this for the door. Mm. Uh, you have an ability, if you look on your front, called lock on. Uh, under special <laughs> abilities. Oh, okay, yeah. What that allows you to do is spend a turn to lock onto a target, and that will give you a bonus on your to hit roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. But because it's a door, I don't need to use it. Yeah, so, just, uh, so you don't need to roll for that. So roll me the damage of your uh, your missiles. Which I love because it's 70. Yes. But then you have to subtract the natural resistance of steel. Wow. We'll see. All right. So four, five, uh, ten... 16, 21, and then I have to roll another one. Uh, 24. And, okay, damage. definitely on the wild eye. Okay, just five. No. 24 yeah, damage? 24 damage. Okay. All oh, right, I got wild rolling wild eye for all of this. So. Um, just a brief explanation what happens uh, with wild dice again. If you roll a six, is it? If you roll a six, um... Die? Yeah, if you roll a six on the wild die, um... Mm-hmm. That gets added to your total, and then you re-roll the wild die again. Yeah. Yeah. If you get another six, that gets added to your total, and you re-roll the wild die again. Right, you keep doing right, it until right. you don't roll a six. Yeah. If, you roll, if you roll a one, that's a critical fail. Then you have to roll again uh, to confirm it. If, yeah. if basically if you roll a six on that, then that means like yeah, it's it, you're pretty fucked up. Yeah. So if you roll a one and then a six, yeah, you yeah. done goofed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, okay. So the door. Um, is bombarded with one super large uh, frost missile. So this is these basically uh, fires out of the back of your shoulders yep. uh, and collides straight in the dead center of the door. Uh, it dents right in and just freezes on the exterior. So it leaves this kind of like giant pane of frost right on the outs- exterior of the door. Uh-huh. The door is is bent inwards, but is still standing strong. Damn. Klaxons start going right off in the base, like yeah, just like extreme good. sirens. That's exactly what we want. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with that. And you just hear quick uh, mobilization, that and two giant field. turret cannons yeah. race straight up from the ground uh, behind the wall. They're uh, kind of okay. like they're kind of like um, little hemispherical turrets that that turn to face you, and they've got like just like a giant cannon on the How many of them? Uh, there's two. two. So there's one on either side of the door that's just risen up from behind the wall. Okay, I want to use my uh, missile cluster uh, and target both of them at the same time. Well, first, let's roll initiative. Oh, right. Yes, <laughs> initiative. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to roll initiative because you're going to get advantage for seeing them coming up. So okay. the order will be you. Tur- one so turn this two. is going to be... So is this uh, when it says like it can be... Be sure uh, to track ammo, too. Be sure to track your, your usage. 
Just by marking one of the boxes. Oh, marking one of the use. boxes. Okay. Cool. Every time you use a missile. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So um, now, with when I'm targeting two uh, two targets at the same time, is this basically like if it's nine D? Does that mean it's split? It, I mean, yeah, you basically mean you split those dice between the two targets. Okay. Uh, and you also have to, to use the multiple cluster, you have to take a round to charge it. Oh, a round to charge it? Yeah. I kind of want to do that because I kind of want to shoot both at the same Well, yeah, because I kind of want to shoot both at the same time. So I'm going to, re- yeah, I want to ready that, uh, that charge. Okay. But I'm going to go into, into a defensive stance to, just in case. Okay, so you're readying a defense? Yes. Okay. Um, then. Uh, the the turrets each take a shot at you. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Only you can prevent turret fire. <laughs> Go, bear man. Okay. Uh, what is? Roll me a dodge. Roll me a dodge. Uh, yeah. uh, you, whatever you want to do for your. It's either dodge or. Um, yeah, it's gonna be dodge or just an agility based agility roll. That's a two D. Yeah. So okay. That could be a great dodge for whatever. Oi. A four. Okay. Uh, the first turret hits you. Okay. Uh, and it's hitting you four. Um, so this is so how this works. You're going to counter roll using your, your shield. So your, your, your natural armor is 3D. So that's okay. your, your damage reduction. So roll me three dice. Okay. Including the wild die? Including the, uh, including the wild die. It doesn't actually matter in this case. But. Right. Uh, 12. Okay. So you take uh, four body points of damage. Four body points. So I'm down to 35. Yeah, you're, you're a bit of a tank. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the second dude shoots at you. This is the turrets, right? The second turret, okay. yeah. Uh, so I have to roll another three die? Uh, no, just your, 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 uh, your dogs that you readied, you can do again. Oh, okay. Uh, then I'm going to do that. Is this, is, it was two dice or? Two. two yeah. Uh, eight. Okay, it hits you. There's no way, actually, you can't avoid getting hit. It's four, four dice versus two, right? Oh, okay. yeah, good point. <laughs> and then, so damage. Uh, roll the three? Yeah. Okay. Well, unless he rolled off someone his. Unless he rolled off someone his wild die, yeah. Uh, Eleven. You take no damage. All right. Okay, now. Yeah, go bear man. Nice. Fuck yeah. In this time, uh, you're, you're hearing a large commotion and uh, like from behind the door. So basically, okay. you're just hearing bodies piling right up. Okay. Well, I'm still going to shoot the uh, uh, the, miss- the the missiles at the turrets. So 90. Unless there was anything else that was going to shoot at me. No. So, um, you're, so yeah, you're, just, you're, you're splitting that up among the turrets. Don't get a dodge. I'm They're really glad we brought the war bear. Yeah. <laughs> Four seven. Well, actually, first 12. thing before you roll that, uh, before you roll that, roll me a fire or a missiles check. Missiles check. Roll the hit. First. Oh right. Sure. Yes. Right. Uh, that is a 4D plus 2. Yeah, ah, shit. I rolled a 1 in the wild there. No. no, no. Bearman, no. Okay, no. Okay. Uh, so it's 3, 7, 13, 19. All right. To hit. To hit. 19 to hit. You definitely hit the turrets. Both of them. Fuck yeah. All right, so 9 dice. Yeah. Go, Bearman. Ah, damn, another one in the wild die. Shit. Stop doing that, Steve. All right, good. It didn't do anything. So you four, need a new wild die. Yeah. I think I might. Yeah, four, seven, 11, 17, 18, 22, and I need to roll three more. So yeah. five. Yeah, three more. It's 22. 22 plus uh, 23, 26, 30, so 15 each. 
Okay. Okay, so your your polar missiles kind of fly out two of them out of your your rocket pack. Yeah. Uh, Markov two ammo used, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and they just destroy these turrets. They basically just collide and explode in a in shards of ice. You hear some screaming from behind the door, and you hear like as the ice just like embeds itself into the ground. And you hear like yeah, what what probably is a me- mechanical scream of pain. I think you killed someone with shrapnel. Um, from behind the Jesus. (laughs) The door is still intact and not open, uh, and we cut over to our intrepid, um, side wipe. Yeah. Mm. Stealthiers. Okay. So, uh, cool. Uh, That sounds like our cue. Yeah, That was the signal we were waiting for. (laughs) Uh, The klaxons and the explosions and the cries for help. Yep. So so basically, you come across... And the the Wilhelm screams. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a series of fans, like turbine fans, that are on the exterior of like the like one of the sidewalls. Mm. Um, you'll need to. Th- that's your way into the ventilation. Yeah, system. No power panels or interfaces around here. No. Okay. Cool. So well, I guess we're timing agility rolls <laughs> to go through these. Sure are. <laughs> hey. Or you can shoot them. Yeah, I guess. we could just like we blast could just, could just blast would, it. Well, but that would like give our position, right? Can I attempt to? You could just slice we- it. Why don't you try to just wedge your shield um, in? And also, look at your, you do have look at your, your your abilities or your weapons rather. The third one I gave you, I didn't put it as a special ability, but you could try that too. Um, yeah, is that a thing I can do? Yes, it is. I don't know what like. There's no damage roll or thing. It's for not it. a damage thing. It's just a. It's an agility roll. It's, it's an ability you have. You are able to dash. That has, oh, but it has armor. But it has nice. But it, it has ammo. It yeah. has consumption. Yeah. You pretty much are zero. That's awesome. Kind, kind of. I'm like Proto Man Zero. <laughs> zero suit. Zero, 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 zero suit. Zero suit. Zero suit. Stupid that sexy. That image is not going to go away. Too <laughs> <laughs> it's your son, for God's sake. Uh, yeah, cool. Let's do that. Let's do that one. All right. So I think I said it allows you to move up to. Uh... It's a it's a medium range. Oh, you cost no. Yours cost you. Your, it doesn't cost you weapon energy because you don't have weapon energy. It costs you health. So for every like, I think it's I think I put a note back down there. It's just for, for extra movement. Yeah, for every for every extra uh, ten feet you move with yeah. the dash, you take two body points of damage. Yeah. So um, your weapon energy is your health. Yeah. So in this case, so yeah, so you can move, you can cross thirty foot gap in the time it would take to cross a ten foot gap, which is six seconds. So you can use that as your to your advantage. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to just try and friggin' bash it. Okay. <laughs> so, would your saber out? Uh, are you going to try time through the vents, or are you going to try, like, through the, the, the blades, or are you going to just with your, like, try to bash it with your shield? Yeah, basically going to, like, dash bash it with my shield. Okay, so roll, roll me, roll me, okay, an, agili- roll me an agility. Roll me an agility. Yeah. Roll agility? Yeah. Sweet. Like, anyone who's not me. Dash at this fan is totally fine. <laughs> uh, 10, my agility of three, so. 15, 16? Uh, I mean, if you guys were to join Rapid Force, then that's a whole different story. But. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. You, you make the, you make the agility. I'm mm-hmm. gonna just calculate how much, uh, um, damage this thing will do to you or your shield, because you're hitting a spinning fan. Yeah. Industrial size spinning fan. Fuck! <laughs> 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 But a Mexican industrial size. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is made in Mexico. Roll me, after roll all. me your, your shield plus your body armor. Uh, so it should be. But it also has like a stamp of trunk. Sh- okay, so. This again. That's pretty good. Uh, 
11, 16, 19, 22. Okay, yeah, you're scot-free. The thing doesn't hurt you. You take two damage points for using your dash uh, over that period of time, like over the, the distance. Yeah. So you take two body points, but yeah, your shield's totally intact and not damaged at all. Uh, the fan is just basically... You... you uh, Basically, get li- like jump up and dash through, um, and just like you basically hurl your body in like a, like a jumping dash uh, with the shield straight out, and it breaks the fan right in and just like knocks it down the, the ventilation shaft. Nice. Um, <laughs> I like. Uh, I poke uh, my head out and like we're good. I guess Vector and I just <laughs> slowly stroll in. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Going well. And with that, we put a close on episode one. Uh, Mega Man X. We did it, you guys. We beat the fan. Yeah. You mean I beat the fan. You mean beat, beat the fan. Polar versus almost beat the door. (laughs) But I did destroy two turrets. Yeah. Um, Next time, we will investigate what happens inside the Mexican chemical weapons factory. It's going to be very chill. Very chill, guys. It's going to be great. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I've been your GM, and, uh... Yeah, I was not programmed to pick up on <laughs> I was not programmed for humor. Yeah. I'm Julian, I've been your GM. To my left, I have... Uh, Steve Saylor. Ori Faulkner. Cassie Chu. Justin Eacock. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye. See ya. You have just listened to the Terrible Warriors. Did they succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stunned the GM into a stupefied silence? And lastly, did someone get punched square in the dice bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our Terrible Warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquests or failures? Comment on this episode podcast at TerribleWarriors.com. Message us on Twitter at DiceWarriors or email us at feedback at TerribleWarriors.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. Thanks for listening. <laughs>